Welcome to the Be Better Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your full potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Royce. I am here with Coach Nick again today. What's up, y'all? We got a pretty special one today. And uh, it's uh, it's something that we've noticed in the past few weeks. And it's how you guys are so amazing in handling hard conversations. So we want to give you guys some input, maybe some strategies that's going to improve this particular skill set because i think it's a skill set to be able to handle hard conversations or have more hard conversations because a lot of times we know it's hard and we refuse to have it entirely because we only know one version of a hard conversation and what's that hard hard conversation normally look like nick oh it's not fun i was literally as you were talking about that i was just thinking of what are my thoughts and feelings toward hard conversations and they're usually of like angst beginning anxiety uh usually make me want to clench my gut um Mm -hmm. all those all those icky feelings you're yelling there's like a break in friendship right super emotional super emotional things are said that you you, uh wish you could take back Mm -hmm. you know all those fun ones it's awkward there's a meme behind it, whatever that is. So I wanted to share maybe some of the strategies that we use because as a coach, we have plenty of those hard conversations. And, and me as a boss, I have to have a lot of hard conversations because I want you guys to grow. And I'm going to tell you, I haven't been the best my entire 10 years of my career. It's been it's been an ongoing process and uh, – I still continue to evolve my level of conversation, but I wanted to give people to the ability to have that. And we have a lot. We're like, no, we have more than three. We normally go three here, guys, but today, grab some coffee, uh, your energy drink, your tea, whatever you're drinking, because we're going to try to share every single one that we have, and um, hopefully you can use it. So let's get started. What do we got? So, uh, so I guess my question to you is, what is your favorite way to handle hard conversation? Oh, man. What's the one you feel like? So, if you guys know me, you guys know me for a while, and some of my clients are probably listening to this right now, my favorite way to start off a hard conversation, I call it kind of the ice cream sandwich. You know, you give them something really, really nice at the front end, and then bam, you give them something that, that's the truth. So... In that case, it'd be like, hey, man, that's a really, really awesome dress that you're wearing. But. Like, it's this 21st century. Right? Man, you can wear dresses. Yeah, that looks, yeah, those dresses, that dress looks ecstatic right now on you. By the way, Nick, I have to have a hot conversation about your coaching the other day. It needed some work. Right? So, that's my way to do it. And a lot, it doesn't normally sound like that, but normally I spend maybe the first five to 10 minutes of the conversation talking about some good things that I'm seeing, um, 
with the person that's in front of me. In this case, if it was my coach, I'm going to highlight two, three, four, maybe even five things that they're doing really, really well. And then, bam, I lay, I lay, that, I lay the hard truth to, to them. Uh, and what that allows me to do, number one, the person feels like they're, they're, they're being highlighted. Number, and the other side to that is they feel like you're, you're, you're priming them. You're priming them to see something that's really, really good, even when you're pointing something in, in the bad, right? So what are your thoughts on that, Nick? Because you get a lot of my coaching from you, and uh, do you always know it's coming, or is it like, oh, God, here it goes? Or does it, what does that feel like? Mm, sometimes, I know it's, uh, sometimes I know it's coming, but some, you're very, very good at it, so sometimes I don't know it's coming. Um, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's really efficient. Uh, yeah, that's it's really efficient. It gets me to do whatever it is that I need to be doing. So yeah, it's efficient in that regard. Yeah. So there's something about uh, Dale Carnegie. He was like, if you guys don't know who Dale Carnegie is, by far probably the wealthiest person ever in the world. Um, if it was, if the money was inflated, obviously. But in his time, he was. That's how to win friends and influence people, right? No. Um, oh, sorry. No. Oh, sorry, guys. Not Dale Carnegie. <laughs> Andrew Carnegie, mm-hmm. the guy that owned the steel. Good call, Nick. Um, but uh, he he was he was the wealthiest person in in the world at the time, and one of his things was um, a reporter asked him, "How do you how did you surmount all that wealth, and 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 have all these amazing people that's around you, which by the way are 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 wealthy on on their own in their own merit as well," and he was like. I focused more on the good things than the bad things. I farmed the gold out of each person as much as I possibly can, and that highlighted them to do whatever they needed to do. So in that case, I kind of just took that model and be like, I'm going to highlight as much gold as I possibly can out of this employee of mine, and then I'm going to go ahead and farm even more. Example. So I guess where I use an ice cream sandwich in my coaching is, I use it all the time, it's probably my favorite one, other than being direct, um, is I'll tell them like, you know, hey, uh, that movement was really good. It looked good here, here, and here. Um, yes. But where it could be better is right here. And then I explain why and the purpose of why I want it to be better, why I said that it looked better. And then before I leave, I always emphasize where it looked good or but it looked good. Does I that like that. Sense? Yeah. So that way we start on a high note, I give them the truth, and then we end on the high note. So that way they can get back to doing what they were doing, which was performing at a high level. Yeah. It's 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 seriously like music. I like how you said high note. If Mariah Carey started with just all high notes the entire time, my nose would bleed. Mm-hmm. But she sets it up slow. Like it's a music, it's a song. Mm-hmm. Coaching can be a song, conversations can be a song. You start out on a good note. And then you fine-tune it just like music and then you end on a high note again. And that high note, like you said, was like maybe reaffirming them that, wow. Like you're doing a good job. You're doing this a good job. This is just me being super technical if I was getting yeah. nitpicky. Like those are the words that I use. Like this I, is just me getting nitpicky. Like I love that. Looks really good. Yeah. And dude, we do that all the time. And 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 the other, I want to talk about the other side because you said you your other favorite version is direct. Mm-hmm. So let's unpack that because that's going to be a super exciting one because this is something that I don't use as much and I probably should be better at. 
because I've cultivated a lot of stuff prior to that. Just being direct. So explain explain how you do this. So there's two ways to be direct. You can be direct verbally or you can be direct non-verbally. And these are just in my experience. Um, so the way I most like to be direct is I like to be direct non-verbally. Okay. Um, so in it, for instance, today we did all alternating dumbbell snatches. Mm -hmm. um, and I was coaching that movement. And when I was coaching that movement, I noticed a lot of people had their, in the overhead position of the dumbbell snatch, they had their bicep really far from their ear. Mm -hmm. The further your bicep is from your ear, the more that shears on your shoulder. Right. So what I would do, instead of going up and verbally being direct, like, hey, fix this, um, there were some athletes that when they hit the top part of their, their snatch, I made eye contact with them. Yes. And then I, I visually showed them with my thumb and my forefinger the space between their ear and their bicep and then mm -hmm. I made that that smaller so that way it was a very direct very yeah. direct cue they knew exactly what I was talking about um, and again it was nonverbal. I usually sometimes when I'm direct and verbal I tend to be asshole so yeah. direct and nonverbal works a lot better for me I like this and I want to unpack this because your level of direct has a lot of power but it I I, I want to challenge it because it has a lot of power because you know all these people already let me ask you, how much time have you spent knowing and nurturing the relationship with these people that you can you can have that, bam, ear close to, or shoulder close to ear? Is that, do you have a lot of, do you have a lot of rapport with these people, number one? Um, so yes, sometimes, but not all the time. So okay. like specifically Chloe, I don't have a lot of rapport with Chloe. I haven't coached uh, Chloe a ton, okay. right? I haven't coached Jeff a ton, right? I haven't had the opportunity to watch both of them move or, or coach them, but knowing right that i knowing what i know and just being able to catch them in the moment make that connection with them eye contact right like they put it up overhead and i made eye contact with them in a room full of people mm -hmm. and i told them to do this um it was just something really easy to fix so in that case uh, no i don't have super huge rapport with either of those people but they respect me enough to understand that the, i wouldn't be giving them a cue if it didn't make them better right mm -hmm. it does work really well when i have good rapport with people but it has also worked. So, example is St. Rose. We had some drop-ins come in from New York, and uh -huh. we were doing cleans and we were doing jerks. Yeah. And um, don't have any rapport with them. They literally dropped in for a day. They were visiting family, um, and again, was very direct, nonverbal. Um, didn't have to have any rapport with them, and it's still efficient. They, upon leaving, right, I asked them what were two things you liked. What were one one thing that I could do better. And, they were like, the coaching is awesome, the barbell moving is awesome. Um, so it's, it's, it just depends on how you do it because you like can this. do it either way. Okay, so I'm going to highlight that. Mm -hmm. So the direct works really well if you did the, the, the back, but then what you highlighted was the back end. You're like, did that work? Did I do really well? Instead of just creating the direction and not following up is, 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 uh, is less effective, mm -hmm. right? So turn more into a yeah, dictator. so yeah, you turn more into a dictator. But you were like, "Hey, you know what? How was that? How was that coaching cue? Did that work well for you?" You know, I use we a lot. I use we a lot when I'm coaching people because mm. it's me and you. Like me and you are in this moment. Me and you are trying to figure this thing out for you. Yeah. Right? So that's a that's a life coaching thing, right? Like I like to be in everybody's corner, life coaching. But it's the same thing, personal training or CrossFit coaching. Like within that moment, whether I have you for thirty seconds, whether I have you for a full hour, um, it's a we decision. It's a we decision. decision. It's a we decision right? How did that? How did that feel for us? How that? How's that feeling overhead for you? Right.
right? Yeah. Is it something that we can go heavier? Can we go lighter? Like, how are we feeling? Exactly. You know, no, I like that. It's like more of a team mentality. Mm-hmm. So when I have my hard conversations with my wife, it's definitely a we mentality. Mm-hmm. Never go I. Mm-hmm. It that's doesn't a, work so well, right? That's a quick right? way to sleep on the couch. So, yeah, that's a really quick way <laughs> to sleep in the couch, 100%. So, so yeah, using we is huge. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can we do better here in our life? Mm-hmm. Instead of like, how can you do better here? Because I'm freaking crushing it, obviously, <laughs> right? It's going to feel really, really authentic and forced and they feel attacked so that's another good one using replacing the i into we or replacing you into we mm-hmm. is super super powerful mm-hmm. so especially when giving especially when giving like a hard truth right yeah um, just if you can live because like you said you and i are very accusatory oh, right yeah. but it's like hey how can we better approach this next time right how can we come up with a strategy to work on this or how can we fix this problem so that it doesn't happen again it's more collaborative yes dude for sure and any, just and guys anytime you answer with an i after that like let's just say nick just said hey we should do this man yeah i think i can do this part mm-hmm. it's just so much more powerful mm-hmm. it becomes like part of your identity i identity mm-hmm. is when you choose to do it empowering it's very empowering and you're like let's do it that sounds like a good idea. Okay. So let's go to a number two. What else do we use? What's another um, one? So my personal favorite, uh, what I really like to do, and a big shout out to my parents, Carrie and Darren, for, for raising me to have this sort of a mentality. Um, but when I've had some time to process an event, whether I'm getting better at my process time, like it's become a lot shorter. But when I have some time to process an event, uh, I like to go into hard conversations uh open right and knowing mm-hmm. looking at the situation and understanding where i fucked up right uh-huh. because i understand i'm human i understand i'm not perfect i understand i make mistakes so i go into the conversation already having looked at myself in the mirror right like and lo- understanding okay you messed up here 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 and here right and so then that way for well first thing is so that way i can see myself and i can work on those things second is when they get brought up in conversation I have already been aware of them. I'm already in the process of changing them so they don't surprise me, right? That way, whatever is brought up in the conversation, I, if it surprises me, it's like, cool, I can add it to this list and now I can go work on it, right? Or it's cool, let me let me get to the bottom of where that is coming from. Does yes, that make sense for that, that does person make who sense. I'm having that hard, hard so, conversation with? Yeah, I like how, how you said that because we go into conversations a lot of times in these hard conversations thinking that we need to win something. We need to win an argument, a proposition, win an idea. Mm-hmm. I like how you just approached it because you're going into there almost as a student. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm going to go in there with an education. I'm going to go in there with the possibility that I am wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to go in there with the possibility that I can be persuaded. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a blank slate. There's so much more you can put in a blank slate than something that has full of stuff in there already. And it's huge and it's empowering. And and guys, if you're listening to this, you're going in there. If you're going in there to win something, you're going to come out losing. <laughs> right? Even if you did win. Like let's just say you didn't win that conversation. Let's just say I won the conversation with Nick. You know what I'm going to lose? I'm going to lose some relationship points with Nick. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, you know what? He came up with it. Actually, you actually bring up a good point. 
He's like, hey, you know, that's just how I think. I wanted to understand what your thin lens was, but if you if you agree, cool. Instead of like, oh yeah, my point makes sense. I won, but inevitably you lost because you lost what relationship. Did you win? What did you win? Right? What did you win at that point? You didn't win nothing. Exactly. Right? And then so what did you lose? You lost. Yeah, you lost. You lost some some rapport. You lost. You lost, you lost yeah. rapport. You lost relationship yeah. points. You, you lost it's yourself huge. That's one of my favorite ones. Don't go into a conversation trying to win. Go in there trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Being curious. Being curious on what the lens is. It's so powerful. So I guess that would be number three is being <clears throat> going into a hard conversation and just being insanely curious. So again, what I do when I when I go in and I'm open, right? Yeah. Uh, what that allows me to be is that allows me to be extremely curious about the other person's point of view. Yeah. It allows me to be extremely curious about their perspective, how they're thinking about it, how it was perceived as I was doing it. Um, a lot of, as you can tell, a lot of self-reflection has gone into, yeah. into hard Dude. conversation thoughts. Because we've been, I, I, guys, if you guys are listening, I've been into so many hard conversations thinking that I'm going to win something. And it's just a ping pong battle of statistics. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, this is... And you're like, no, but it's this is. And then it just ends up being just a useless time of energy and effort. And then at the end, we just all lose. Period, right? And if you took one of those pings, right? Uh-huh. If you took one of those pings and you got down to the, to the foundation of what one one of those pings was, yeah, you'd make headway. Exactly. So this is happening. We're ping-ponging. Guys, if you're ping-ponging at, and it's happening all the time, this fourth strategy I've used multiple times, okay? Especially as it's the, the conversation starts to get heated. You guys are arguing. You guys are stating facts. You guys are trying to win. This fourth strategy is pausing the conversation and asking one important question. And that important question is, what is it, Nick? You, you caught me up right now. <laughs> I'm not even like So that conversation is... Uh, what is the common goal? Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is our common goal? So let's pause the conversation. Let's breathe and let's sit here for the moment. What are we both trying to get out of this? Right? The uh, Sun Tzu's famous quote is like, create a common enemy. In this case, we're going to create a common goal. Right? Um, and this perfect story stems from a story of the Dalai Lama. Once a year, every couple of years, they have these big... Conventions where, thank you, Nick. Conventions where, um, where a lot of the leaders come in, different countries, different, different types of people come in, and they really just uh, collaborate and they talk and they conversate. Try to fix the world's problems. They try to fix the world's problems exactly. So, and it starts out pretty cordial, where they're just saying hi, they're 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 shaking hands, they're kissing cheeks, whatever they're doing, and the moment the. these conventions start it is just chaos and it's chaos and it's just accusatory like you guys did this to my country we didn't mean to do that that was a miscommunication you treat people this way it's just back and forth and it's happening 30 45 minutes for an hour and then the Dalai Lama finally stands stands up and everyone starts to kind of quiet down because they're a little bit embarrassed because he he, he he invited all of these amazing people and he stands up slowly and everyone starts to quiet down and he's like what do we all want 
right? And if people are like, well, I want peace, I want love, I want joy, let's start there and let's unpack backwards. Mm -hmm. Let's reverse engineer. Let's reverse engineer how we can get there. So we all want the same thing. How can we get there together? See how he did that? He even did the we, which is super powerful, guys. So when you get into those heated debates, if you're aware enough, if you're peaceful enough, bring that tone down, ask that important question, and it can move that conversation forward. Okay? So it's... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the last one, the last one is, is the foundation for all of these. It's the foundation for hard conversations. Because if you don't do if you don't do this one, you're not gonna have a productive hard conversation. Yeah. And the last one is going into the hard conversation with your cup full. Exactly. Right. And so what that means is just make sure that you're going into the conversation in a place of vibrating at a high frequency or high energy, high endorphins, yes. or in a good mood, whatever that means to you. Favorite song. Favorite song. Awesome just workout. Done. Yeah, your favorite workout, meditate, whatever, whatever you like to do for fun, come off a plethora of time of doing whatever that is for yeah. you. So that way you're running, you're high, you're running on high. Right? So don't look at the news prior to the uh, conversation. The prior <laughs> to the conversation. Don't watch, uh, don't watch the sad things on Lifetime yeah. prior to going to the conference. Don't oh, watch God. Criminal Minds. Don't, you oh, know what I mean? Like, God, Criminal Minds. Just, shout, shout out to Madison shout on that out one. To Madison. Don't watch any reality or TV yes. shows about drama yes. and then going into that. Yes. Guys, we do this all the time, thinking like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch my favorite documentary about seals being poached, and then I'm gonna have that hard conversation with Nick." Nothing's gonna come out really well with that. He's a hundred percent correct, and a lot of times we don't even know how we're going into it because we're so unaware that our cup is so drained. And here's here's the here here's what happens. A lot of times, our both cups of ours are so drained that we even got to those conversations. Chances are, when you have a full cup, you can deal with a lot of stressors. Oh my god! You can deal with so many more. A hundred percent. You when you snap, yeah, at a twig breaking, mm -hmm. that's when you know you. That's a very that's red flag. Exactly. Indicator, indicator you know my cup is empty. Right. I gotta go do something about it. Yes, and a lot of times it's like it, both of them have to be empty, mm -hmm. and then there's that. I've been on the other side of the conversation where my cup is empty and this person's cup is so full that it's so frustrating. Get away from right? Me. And it's it's, it's 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 your partner. They're like, I'm just chilling, and you're like, Yeah, but the way you're breathing ah! is too loud. Yeah, right. And uh, and um, and that's and that's super super important, guys. Just come come into that conversation with the right energy, the right mindset. Nick, let's let's highlight some of these goals. I think we, we had like what five. Yeah, here we'll just recap them. Okay, uh, so we'll recap them from the end because this is the foundation. It all starts here. If you don't do this thing, you won't have a successful hard conversation. And it's 100%. not about winning; it's about having a successful hard conversation. Yes. So, very first thing, point number one: going into the conversation full, making sure your cup's full, mm -hmm. whatever that means to you. Okay. Way number two, Royce's favorite way, ice cream sandwich. Priming. Priming. Like that one a lot. Uh, another good one, number three, changing the environment. So oh, that, we didn't really talk about that. You kind of did. You touched up on it. I did? We can, yeah, we can, you touched up on it and you touched up on it a little bit. We can go oh. into detail if you want. 
So just real quick, just, just touch up on this changing environment. So like, let's say it's between you and your spouse, right? Let's say you had a blow up between you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. Changing in the environment would be not having this hard conversation anywhere in your house or related to your house. It wouldn't be in the car either. It would be, let's have it at the coffee shop. Let's have it at the park. Let's have yeah, it while we're on a hike. Let's have it while we're on a walk. You know what I mean? Sound familiar, huh? <laughs> I've been there, bro. Yeah, I've been, been there. there. Huh? I've been there. People don't know that, but I've been there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that's the change of the environment. Uh, one of your favorite ways is to find a common goal, yeah. right? Start with the end in mind and reverse engineer from there. Uh, one of my favorite ways is going into the conversation and being open, being coachable, having already looked in the mirror, yes. seeing where you were wrong, um, and then my my favorite way to have hard conversations is to just be direct um, more non-verbally than verbally. When I say non-verbally, I think more direct coaching than I think like directly conversating with somebody. Yes. Um, but yeah, those are, that's the recap. Thank Yeah. Thanks for that recap, Nick. So guys, why we want you guys to have more hard conversations because ultimately there's a lot of growth there. We avoid it because it's so difficult. The emotions are, are just flying left and right but when you go through these hard conversations guys number one like for me my teams get better me as a leader get better my relationships get better if people are telling you that hard conversations doesn't exist in a really really strong relationships you should probably not take advice from them because the best relationships have the hardest conversations Shit, almost daily. conquer daily and i'm uh and, and I can attest to it. I have hard conversations all the time, but it comes from love, passion, and again, it's around all these principles. What do we both want? So guys, have more hard conversations. Use some of this. It's a skill set, guys. You're not gonna be perfect at it at first. It's, it will get better as you continually practice it though. So, so I guess a great way to end this out is everything is on the opposite side of the hard conversation that you're not willing to have. Money, mind explosion. Say that one more time. Everything is on the other side of the hard conversation that you're unwilling to have. That's it, guys. We're going to end with that. Be better. Look out for the next episode. Peace, my dudes. Peace.